everyone, and welcome to Unstoppable Truth. Chris Barber is a known name for his public profile in the Freedom Convoy 2022. Arrested and released with conditions, Chris is about to embark on a new challenge, which includes leaving for Ottawa again, this time under different circumstances. Chris, welcome to Unstoppable Truth. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Well, long time no see. We appreciate your support that you show to Canadians for Truth coming to our events. We've had you for a fire and ice event talking about your experience, but then you were so, you had to be so careful about what you talked about. And we're at the point now where, you know, things have really, really changed and it's getting scary in some ways. Right. And uh, so we're here for, to talk about a couple different things. And uh, I just want to start with saying thank you for taking time because I can see that you're in a, a trailer. We're in the camper. Yeah, we're, yeah. Oh, we're out in camping in British Columbia right now. One little last getaway with the wife before September turns to hell in a courtroom, which is something I've never, ever experienced before in my life. You know, being somebody that's never been charged, never had handcuffs on, never been arrested, never. I've never been in a courtroom, to be honest with you. So, yeah, a little bit of nerves, I guess. We'll leave here shortly for Ottawa. and. And I'm going to leave here in the fall and I'm going to leave here in the summer. Sorry. And I'm going to probably come home to my home in winter. So that's insane. A lot of stuff has to be ready. Insane, Chris. Like, can you believe this is your life? No, I think my wife constantly reminds me it'd be good to go back to the way it was at one time, but that's not a possibility anymore. So not right now. You know what though? I truly believe that what is going to come from all of this and we'll get into it, but what is going to come from this? will be absolutely incredible for you. Chris, you were and are Canada's hero, one of Canada's heroes, being one of the lead truckers in this convoy that we all greatly, greatly appreciated. And I know you've taken a lot of flack from the government, from the media, and the haters out there, as you commented uh, one time to me going, Jamie, I can't believe the flack you take on social media. Like, we just get it. We just get it every day, but we just keep going. And so I, I just, I have, a, I, have a, I have a bigger problem with them giving you flack ah, or something like or something like that. I'm like, I, I, I'm this big, you know, you've seen me probably fit you in my chest cavity for crying out loud, but <laughs> same with my wife, but they attack people that, you know, they wouldn't do that face to her, you know, face to her face with it. They, they wouldn't, but you know what? We know, we know what's going on and uh, it, ultimately it doesn't, really matter. We're just going to prevail. We're going to, we're going to get through this. We're going to march on as we say, right. Or hold the line. We've heard that a hundred yep. times. This like you've said the community that we've built because of this is, you know, it's huge. It, it's, you know, traveling through British Columbia now with the small French minority sticker on the back of the trailer. It's there. And, uh, you know, trucks are honking at us and see the sticker and realize that, Hey, that's, you know, that's my crew. And it's, yes. that's a reality. Now we are the small fringe and we are a big majority. Oh, Hundred percent. I think we were even we weren't a small minority even then, but there's even more people that are waking up. And yep. um, I know that I've had a lot of people reach out to me to say how much they appreciated the convoy, even though they didn't appreciate it then. So that's nice to even hear that. Let's uh, let's go back to you know your experience in the convoy was obviously unforgettable for many reasons, but there you found yourself getting arrested and. I myself wasn't even aware of what you were arrested for. I had to text you the other day and go, what is going on here? And what are you being charged for? Because you were very much, um, 
peacefully protesting and actually uniting Canadians, all of you. I know that there were some shenanigans that went on, but that wasn't related to you guys, the truckers. But here you are faced with seven indictments. Tell us about this. So basically the government, or I guess the, the uh, Ontario has turned what a summary conviction should be, you know, like a, a misdemeanor, a slap on the wrist, and they've turned it into an indictable offense now, um, seeking jail terms. So our charges stem, like Tamara and I are both charged with the same thing. We've both got six counts, one being mischief, one being um, intimidation of a peace officer, one go, again, going against a court order, but they've thrown... Uh, What's, what's the word for it? the counseling charge in front of that now so we've got six total i had a second added a seventh added sorry back a few months ago and tamara has a breach charge that she has to, to go through so there's you know like we're going to start trial on september 5th and we won't finish trial until november 2nd that is most murder trials get two weeks we're we're basically tied up in the city of ottawa when i thought they didn't want us there now of course they i guess they do so i'll happily go back I was just going to ask you, what does it feel like to be compared to an actual criminal who, like a pedophile, you know, or, or oh. people that have murdered people and uh, done really awful crimes? I just seem to think this is our government now, right? This is, uh, this is our judicial system. This is what our courts are, are doing with their time instead of going after the actual hardened mm -hmm. criminals. They're, they're, you know, they're single out anybody that stands up against the government nowadays and they've done that with arthur Pelosky and james sowery tamara myself is countless others i guess it doesn't seem like there's an end to it if you're if you're a criminal out there you break the rule you're gonna burn a building down it's you know slap on the wrist and go on with your day but yeah anybody that stands against the government gets in trouble heaven forbid this is just wild times that we're living in and i i chris some, there's some days that i think about you guys and i think how are they managing this i know I know you, you have to keep, you keep going, you keep going for your kids, you keep going for your wife and Zippy. Let's Zippy there with you. Zip. Yeah. He's sitting here waiting for a piece of a sandwich that my wife made. Right. Zippy was your co-pilot the whole way to the, to Ottawa in the convoy. Zip. Famous dog. I love it. Like how, how do you, how do you manage this, Chris? Oh, very delicately. My wife and I've uh, had to learn to navigate a lot in the last year and a half, definitely with uh, the amount of people that, that recognize me in the public now. And I guess it's, it's good. And it's humbling to know that we've had a big effect on certain people. You know, I, I go back through my letters at home that I get from average Canadians and, and realize that we save people's lives. People were yes, willing to did. take their own life until yes. the trucks fired up. And so knowing that, <laughs> That's something that keeps me going for sure. I've, I've got countless stories of people telling me these stories and I can't, yeah, you can't forget that. And whatever happens, happens, I guess, no matter the, the consequence for the actions, knowing that we, we save people from taking their lives, you know, and then COVID, you know, how COVID had such a negative impact on mental health, mental wellness, you know, the suicides, the drug addiction, all the rest of the stuff that happened like that. Mm -hmm. And there was some sort of a reprieve from it when those trucks fired up with certain people. Chris, I have to say I'm one of them. Not that I was literally going to end my life, but I was feeling like rock bottom. I, I had no hope. Uh, you've yeah. heard Theo and I talk to you even in our event with you, just how hope, how sad and hopeless we felt at that time. And 
we didn't know what to do. And it was just, it was really, really awful. And then, yeah, it was one of the most patriotic things that we've witnessed. And we are both Olympic athletes and had lots of incredible experiences in our lives. And that is something that I'm just so proud to still talk about today and share with others that weren't part of it. Cause I go, this was, this was massive, you know? And, and again, this wasn't about being vaxxed or not vaxxed. And that's what right. I love the best. And I didn't even know what the stance was on all of this. I just knew that there was a bunch of truckers that were standing for freedom because we could see that our freedoms were being taken away. Chris, how has this, like, I mean, it's obvious to me how this has changed your life, but can you share with our listeners how this has changed your life? Well, wow. I've, uh, I'm, I'm facing potential jail time and they're talking two to 10 years in jail and federal prison for somebody that's never been convicted of a crime, never been, I mean, I don't even have a bad driving record for crying out loud. I've been a commercial driver for, for 30 years. I own a business. I own a farm. I'm a family man. I've got, you know, two children of my own, two stepkids. I've been, you know, we've got responsibilities at home. I spent the last month probably at home cutting hay and making sure I had ample hay bales in the loft of my barn just in case I wasn't here next year that my father has enough hay short, you know, for the horses to be fed. And so it's a lot of different stuff, you know, going home, you know, from our camping trip here, um, I have to get the yard ready for winter and I have to get the water lines blown out. I know that when I come back in, you know, September, October, November, whenever it is, I'm available to come back that we might be in winter by then. Like I take the camper home here and it has to be winterized ASAP and put in the shed because yeah, it's just, it's surreal, scary. And, uh, it's just the unknown, right? But I've got a lot of support behind us. Tamara and I both have a lot of support from the Canadian people and we see that. I recognize that. And that doesn't make it seem so bad some days when you have, you know, the people coming to you and, and, mm-hmm. and just, just standing with you, you know, including you guys, you and Jamie have been huge supporters of us. Joseph stood with us right down there and, to this day, I'll never forget that man for, for all he's done for this country and for this movement, too. Well, we can't thank you guys enough for doing what you you did and you continue to do. And here you are now. Like I, We just feel so helpless, Chris, because as um, people that... I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> no. You've done a lot for Canada. And here you are paying for it. And there's nothing we can do except financially support you. And I know you had an incredible event in Swift Current and it was successful and lots of people have helped and donated to you. And here you are now off uh, to Ottawa again to sit in a courtroom for who knows how long and, and potentially be charged with two to 10 years in jail. What can people, what can people do in this short time they have right now between now and when you're there, what can they do to support you? Well, there is, uh, there's a trust account set up through our criminal lawyer right now in Ottawa. Um, I'm hoping we're going to be okay financially through that, I guess. I guess what really comes down into, if we do actually win the trial in, in whenever the sentencing or the or the whenever the, the judge reads the verdict, I guess, is if we're, you know, we've seen this in the past now with the crowns. Anytime they win, the people win against the crown, I guess the crown appeals it right away. So then you're back in the system again and you're in for another trial again. And 
you don't seem to have a win here. The, the government's got endless resources to do whatever they want with you, and you're basically at the mercy of the court. So the funds, you know, keep them going for the legal fees. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms is a huge, you know, the JCCF has done a lot for this movement. The Democracy Fund has done a lot. People need to keep supporting those two, you know, the, the civil liberty the lawyers keep those guys funded because those are where you know how many people now have been been supported by the JCCF for the democracy. But Tamara's Tamara, she's uh, she's supported by the Democracy Fund. I'm still with the JCCF. They're they're awesome people. We also have a trust account set up through Diane Magus's law firm in Ottawa to help her, so we get a little additional help there, which we need. You know, people need to keep donating when people you know don't donate as much to those two organizations. We start to lag, and we get ourselves into some trouble. So. It's the least we can do, like I said, because we can't physically be there. We can't take this away. We can't change any of this. We can't even take it, you know, we can't even be the ones that, like, let's all go in this together, right? Like, that's how we, that's how strongly we feel. <laughs> we just want to uh, be in it and, together. And just knowing we have that support and that, like I said before, that is huge to me when it doesn't seem like it's all that bad. It's still it's scary. I mean, for crying out loud, I had to rent a condo, like an apartment in Ottawa. I debated, you know, taking the camper out and parking it at a campground outside of the city, but then you're living in a camper for a couple of months. Renting a hotel for that long, that's going to be extremely expensive. Um, staying at people's places, I thought about that option too. Lots of people had offered me a place to stay, but when you get done a day in court, I don't know if I really want to go back to somebody's house and, and try and breathe. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes maybe just a quiet space where I can go. I've like I said, I've never been through this before, so I don't know what to expect with a courtroom. I don't expect to, you know, who's going to be standing in the court, in front of the courthouse, protesting or supporting or that. There's a lot of ifs there. And I still have conditions against Tamara at this point. Like, I cannot have a conversation with her unless legal counsel's present. And in a month from now, I'll be sitting in a courtroom with her. And I don't think I can even have a conversation with her then unless the lawyers are there. I mean, what are they so scared of that we can't have a conversation? What is Tamara and I going to do that will jeopardize the crowns? You know, it's just ridiculous. Some of the stuff that we've, the freedoms that we've lost throughout this thing are ridiculous. Well, that's the scary part. That's the scary part is that the, ma the majority of the Canadians, when this all happened, didn't even realize the freedoms that they were losing or have lost already. Like to me, and I don't like to live in fear, Chris, you know how I operate. I'm all about, you know, find the good in things and, and there's always gifts, um, and becoming an alchemist through difficult times. And that's really important, but this is very, very serious. And I don't know what it's going to take for the rest of Canada to see this. Like, I don't know how bad it has to get. Well, think about something too. And I, and I thought about this the other day. The reason why I stood up is because the federal government was putting an end to people crossing that border. And that is my business. That was the, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. That was like, okay, I've had enough of this bull. And if I have a criminal record out of this whole trial, I won't be able to cross that border anymore. I won't be able to truck into the U S where my business was. And my 20 year old son will be turning 21 and be able to cross that border and truck in the United States next May. And something I really, really, really wanted to do with him was to, to go trucking in the U.S., show him. Aww. I've been doing it for, you know, for many, many years. And there's a possibility that I won't be able to do that with my son anymore. And my business will be completely altered because of it. So, yeah, it seems like it's. Or it's going to be the opposite. 
and you will be incredibly elevated and you recognized as one of Canada's heroes, which I want to believe, Chris. Do you do you have any regrets? Like, would you do this differently if you had another chance? You know, the only thing I would do differently is I would keep my circle a little bit smaller in the inner circles of of Ottawa. I would. Uh, there was a lot of people there, a lot a lot of opportunists that kind of stepped up, and and as shortly after that, we realized that they weren't in it for the right reasons. Um, that would be the only thing I'd do different, but. Uh, no, I regret nothing, and I don't care who knows that anymore. There's, like I said before, there's, there's people that that were going to take their lives and and did not, and for that, I, uh, I'll never change the way I think on it, no matter the consequence. <laughs> I, you, you know, I'm a crier, but it's just this is such <laughs> these conversations are so emotional for me. How how's your family? reacting we, i've got to meet pretty much everybody now i don't think i've met your son or maybe we did meet your son Jonathan. at one of the events but how's the family reacting i mean obviously i can oh. see they're proud of you but this must be really difficult for them too my parents are probably my biggest supporters other than my wife and my kids but my parents dan and jude they're uh, the, the the role model parents that you've that every kid could wish for really were raised on the farm or raised to be hardworking critical thinkers and don't let anybody step on your toes you know or you push back and uh, i've learned those values from my parents and uh, they're my neighbors to this day my you know my wife and i are out camping right now in british columbia and uh, my father's at home looking after the yard and and when he goes away on a holiday i'll do the same for him if i'm around and my family's been extremely important. My, uh, yeah. And it's, that's, that's another thing. That's another reason why you keep fighting too. You know, mm-hmm. I've got two children there, 18 and 20 and two stepkids that I want them to enjoy the things that we enjoyed in Canada growing up. And it seems like those things are being taken from us. And mm-hmm. I don't understand what it's going to take for more people to wake up to half of the stuff that's going on right now. This is ridiculous. The censorship bills that are coming in from the federal government and people continue to nap like, wow. Yeah. Apathy is is uh, dangerous. However, yeah. there many of them aren't aware of these bills that are being passed, and even right. what you're going through or what's coming up for you and what Tamara has gone through, they're not aware of this. And there are still some people that would say, "Well, you know, they get what they asked for," and <laughs> it's like, like it's not funny, but it's like no. at this point in this whole pandemic. It's not, it's, it's actually, it's disturbing for me, but, um, Chris, is your family going to be able to be there for you? Uh, my wife, we'll see how that goes. We're not quite sure if she'll be able to make the trip out. If not, um, I'm going to drive out. I know that. So I have a vehicle when I'm out there, um, just to kind of eliminate a little bit of cost there for, for being able to be able to mobile. My wife, my son will look after the business while I'm gone. He's training right now and, and dispatch and, and all the rest of it. I will run the business after hours with my laptop from the from the hotel or from the, wherever I have the apartment, whatever it is mm-hmm. we're staying. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it life has to keep going at home, right? Like there's animals to feed. There's a business to run. There's customers that we have to keep happy. Right. And so it'll just be shuffling things around a little bit and me disappearing out east. So I'm hoping it's not me by myself heading out there, but there's a possibility it could be, even if uh, we have to fly my wife out when she can be there. It's a long court date. It's, you know, 20 some days of court drawn out over two months. It's, it will definitely be grueling. And 
I'm actually excited to kind of get it started. It's been it's like a, it's a hanging over our head for the last year and a half, and it's all that uncertainty. Let's just get to it. If I could start court tomorrow, I would just, just get it done with, please. So you say disappearing. Will we see any social media or TikTok videos? Will we see any posting? Are you allowed to even talk about your experience? Like when you're there day after day, or can you share anything with all of us? I hope so. I hope they don't bar us for that. I hope I can give you guys live updates. Um, ben and Johanna Hab with Unacceptable, the, the ones that produce the Unacceptable documentary. Mm-hmm. I've been talking with them and they're going to work with the JCCF a little bit to see if we okay. can't do updates. So I'm hoping between them and uh, you guys and other select, you know, media that we've, we've got to know really well over the last while, we can kind of keep in touch. I probably, you know, I've been laying off my social media for the last little while here because I've been holidays with my wife and trying mm-hmm. to limit the amount of time I'm on that for the benefit of our, 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 our holiday. <laughs> but yeah. You know, if I've got the evening off in Ottawa and I can, I can get up and fire people up, you know, darn well, I'll do that. <laughs> I hope so. And I appreciate you keeping us, uh, on the list. I really, we really appreciate that, Chris, cause we're, oh. we're not, we're behind you in the sense that, you know, we're going to be doing our best to, to keep you going and do what we can to support you financially too. Uh, but we're right there with you, buddy. And we appreciate everything that you're, you've done and you're continuing to do. And, um, I appreciate you even taking time, as you said, away from, your, your uh, vacation right now to have this conversation because like I said at the very beginning, you're about to embark on an incredibly difficult journey that most Canadians have no idea what you've gone through and what's about to happen. So thank you for your courage and your tenacity and your integrity. And you are representing Canada, my friend. This is your, and it's not the same. I'm not saying it's an Olympic experience for you, but this is big. This is really big. And it we, will be. we love your guts. We just, I just always want to give you a big hug and not let you go because we're so grateful to you. And you're awesome too. I, uh, I completely appreciate all the support all the way across the board and I see it and I recognize it and it's humbling to say the least. It's been, it's been an honor if I'm in that role right now that uh, I'm able to do that for people because, uh, mm. It's worth it. I think it's worth it. Well, you're doing God's work. That's always worth it. Yeah. Okay. Go back to your vacation. Please thank your wife for us. And uh, we will be sending you lots of positive vibes and uh, prayers for uh, your journey next week and for what it's about to come. And I have faith. And I do too. We're looked after through this, you know, thank you. knowing that we have the power of God on us is that's, that's another a bonus. Yes. We uh, don't have to be scared. So yeah, it's uncharted though. So that's the other things, right? So yeah, a little bit of nervous energy there. Yeah. We will persevere. Absolutely. Chris, you're amazing. Amazing. Thanks so much, much, buddy. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thanks for watching. And for more interviews like this, please go to canadiansfortruth.ca. Have a wonderful day, everybody. 